Oh, I want to throw up. Just the barf. Barf in my pants. I want to barf so much. It is clearly no longer the finicky football season, but we're still going to keep on doing this. And to do it with me is the nastiest of Lyles. Lyle, how are you? Living the dream. Oh, God. You Living the great. dream. Your beard, just the beard. Is that a blanket you're wearing? Are you wearing a blanket? It is. It's, it's blanket slash shawl. So... <laughs> The blanket season? It's 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 comfy. It's cold. Yeah. L.A. cold. L.A. cold. Like sixty-five. A light shower. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a, a condensation this morning. So bundle up. There was a brief chill. I hate yeah. it. And I don't like it one bit. Uh, I know. I I always you know. In fact, I actually full full honesty. I called bottom this morning. I still don't even know why. And. Uh, I talked to him for a little bit and I was like, he was blaming, he was complaining about the weather. And I was like, yeah, I remember. I'm not, I'm still not going to hate on it. Cause I remember feeling really cold at the foxhole. And then we found out that it was the entire building had no insulation in it. And uh, we hadn't noticed for three years for just, are you serious? Not, at the foxhole? It's not legal. It's not legal at all. It's not optional. You have to have insulation. We just, uh, we didn't, because I'm pretty sure that building used to be a shed. For those who didn't know that. Yeah, that building had definitely been a gardening shed that someone uh, conveniently uh, used the permitting of to create an apartment. And then I, mean, I lived there for I years. I mean, if I'm being honest with someone who likes to construct living spaces in unorthodox <laughs> places... Well, I think it sounds fair. just fine. Oh, you're right. I'm complaining to the wrong person. Um, I'm sh- I share screens just so you can hear the sound effects. But honestly, I, I didn't know what screen to share since there's no scores or anything. So now we're just staring at Zach's championship on the homepage with Stroud Boys as my name. I saw Stroud Boys. I, I've seen it a couple other other places, which is funny. I thought I thought it'd be unique. But Stroud Boys is being used other places. I saw it today. Uh, I went to uh, I went to meet up with a friend to grab a burger and a beer, and it was on the like it was third overall on the like what's that golf game like Golden Tee? It was like the the highest score on Golden Tee was the Stroud Boys, <laughs> and I was like, we've made it. If that's where we are, like the Stroud like the Boys game is getting around. Stroud man. Boys would be killing it. Is golden tea. I the thing I was most pissed off about that is one, I'm pretty sure it's global. Two, I wanted someone else to see it. I wanted you, I wanted Zach, I don't even know who goes to bars anymore, but I wanted him to see the Stroud Boys number one on Golden Tea and be like, Did Julian get the number one <laughs> global score on the Stroud <laughs> on Golden Tea? <laughs> you know, I will admit that's how it works though. 
I, when I was visiting my folks, they live in an old person's community in Arizona. I was the driving state, around with the April in the golf cart. Well, someone had the garage up and their car vanity plate said Dr. Nasty. Yes! What? And they're that's just, just like how, us. The old people are just like us. Happened. Why? <laughs> I wanted to know what fantasy league they're in. <laughs> he must have won and the stakes yeah. must have been massive. Uh, it was a nice car. Very nice house. Very nice house. That that You know what? That would be... I don't want to call it the resting place, but that'd be a nice final destination. No, that's not it. That's not good either. Oh, what I'm saying is a community where all of us lived there with our golf carts. That'd be cool. I like that. Actually, you know what? That would be kind of cool. I'm into that. That'd be nice. I feel like Bottom would be into it. We could probably oh. get a whole division of this league who would be Feels willing like to Bottom do. would be first, Like, but like, 15 years before us, you know, like he'd, he'd already have his safety net job. He wouldn't be retired yet, but he got like a nice spot. He'd be really popular in the community center. Just oh. killing it at bingo. Yeah, I think bottom fit in real nice. Oh, are you being a salsa dancing night? Are you kidding me for us to keep our joints loose? No, you, we would have our own like podcast. There'd be a studio. This would be a whole production. Turned I'm, up you know, I'm, I'm, real loud, so loud. <laughs> God. All right. We what can always plans? dream. So wait, are you drinking something fancy? Usually the nasty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sipping on a uh, El Cristiano Extra Añejo this evening. Either you got bigger or that glass is small. That, <laughs> both. You sound like my father at I'm, Christmas dinner. I failed to mention this feeling. I'm now seven and a half feet tall, and this is a normal glass. <laughs> uh, no, tiny, tiny glass. Just a sipper. All right. You know what? It's good. I like nice it. Nice little. I like that. Nice Portions. Portions are important. I keep hearing. Um, how's the restaurant? The dudes dropping by? <laughs> who drops by the most? And shame the ones who don't. You know what? Andrew Bottom. And a couple of his his buddies came in the other night, had a blast. They sat next to the fire cage. No one got lit on fire, so you know what? That's a win. Way to go, Bottom. Way to go, Bottom. You in the horn. You in the horn. Bottom is already. He's already getting the compound set up. The finicky compound. <laughs> That's right. He's got the lead. Um. Oh. Yeah, what about you? You it actually is cold up there. It you is. You are dealing with cold weather. It's you've noticed giant windows. Uh and when it it's the majority of the year it's fine. Rain hits the windows, whatever. What you know, where we live in a nook, we don't get the direct rain, we don't get the like every kind of like in a cove, it's great. But when the temperature drops, there's nothing you can do about that. And there is a time of the year where it feels really fucking stupid to have walls of glass. It feels <laughs> so dumb. It becomes very clear that the man who built this building came from another place. And it's frustrating. So I got just like three space heaters going. I keep feeding all the firewood into the fireplace, which does nothing. And uh, and the kids wear coats inside. And that, uh, he just tapes. So you're just, you're heating the... 
It's just, it, you just it, I feel like it just goes right out the other side of the window. We're just warming things on the other side of the window is all we're doing. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's true. It's like uh, it, there's a point in the house that it'll stay warm, perfectly warm until. But once it drops below that point, critical failure. Uh, everything is cold and we've got to do the thing. With the old, old people stuff. We got to like leave the, the whatever, the, the cabinets open underneath the sink so pipes don't burst. We got to do all the old people things. But yet, you know, we learned all those things. So, yeah, we survive. We survive. And you yell at the children. Hey, oh, don't close that cabinet. All we do is scream to the children. And that keeps us all warm. That's it. It's I, just, it's mainly for warmth. Uh, <laughs> so, Zach, Zach, let me know uh, on the pod, but also you discussed the, the dinner. But I need an outside perspective. How was the Zach dinner? You got dressed up for it. Was he intimidating? And was this cruel? Especially, what, did you feel like he was being mean to Ben Bliss at any point? I will, I'll say this. Big shout out to Christopher Antez, who also dressed up and looked like James Bond. I love that. So, that. first and foremost, he's Gets the horn. Secondly, I, I thought we were watching a first date between Zach and Ben, the way they were going back and forth about their kids. God, the chemistry. Yeah, we had to, like, elbow in and be like, excuse us, boys, we're here too. How about some sushi? Zach was like, it was really cool how you started all those shitty quarterbacks. <laughs> Zach was nothing less than a gentleman. Uh-huh. Ben also was conceded as, uh, you know, with dignity as well. So, you know what? All in all, it was not so many fireworks. Did Chris bring the trophy? Was there a trophy ceremony? There was. No, no trophy, no jacket. That actually, yeah, that was the only... Uh, we'll do it at the draft. We'll do it at the draft. So that really gives some energy, you know, to the draft. Well, I'll tell the- you what, you know what's funny? We did learn Chris never got the trophy or the jacket. What? I think Zach kept it. That son of a bitch. Won. Maybe I knew that. Damn it. Damn yeah. it. That makes me more Loser. mad. God, son of a bitch. All right. Uh, we were missed. Everyone was missed. Everyone. We, we, we wish we could have been uh, in Pasadena. And, uh, you tell me next Rowayton. time uh, you get an extra seat, I'll fly a tablet over, and you just sit me in the corner, and you shove food right into the screen, and it's like I'm there. That's yeah, pretty uh, nice. Zach, like, knows the chef intimately. He would probably, the chef intimately. would try and feed you intimately. Wow. Do not tell his wife. <laughs> she doesn't but Zach listen. knows the chef She's very not well. Not listen to the pod. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> speaking of dinner tonight, I cooked a whole fish. I bought a fish. You know, you buy fillets of fish. You're like, hey, fish. I, it's in a fillet. That's nice. I walked by and they're like, hey, whole fish, no head, rest of fish. And I was like, what a deal. What? Uh, Julian, I'm going to stop right there. I'm a little nervous that you're just describing this as fish, not a specific fish, just whole fish. Whole fish. Is there a... doesn't matter. What kind of fish are we talking about? Is it salmon? It It was a salmon. It was a sockeye salmon. They didn't throw it at me, but the fish was there, and they told me it was on sale, which makes me not really know what the normal price for whole fish was. But I felt like this was a deal. So I buy the whole fish. I bring it home. Emily looks at me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, whole fish. What a deal. Am I right? 
Come on. If you walk by whole fish, you can't say no. Let's you do it. whole fish. So, uh, so you cooked it. I did. I did. We had to cut it up. Apparently, I called a lot of people, frowned upon to cook whole fish. Uh, what? Especially with children, lots of bones. Lots of bones. Yeah. You got to cut around the bones. Um, <laughs> and, and also, you need a really sharp knife. And uh, we have so, so sharp knife. So that also made it complicated. Uh, I chainsawed that fish to pieces and I grilled it to perfection. I'd say for first whole fish, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Emily may come on just do a separate pod without me knowing and tell the truth. But for now, we're going to lean on. Not bad. Not bad whole fish. (laughs) You keep saying whole fish does also remind me of fresh fish. fish. It's honestly whole fish, fresh fish, kind of the same alert. Going on in my head, different settings. That's all I think. It's, I think it's, it's true. Same I, idea. I feel like 2024, there's going to be a lot of fish stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, all right. We should probably uh, address uh, some of our, you know, there's, I, I feel like it's our responsibility to uh, let, to keep Finicky uh, in the loop on what is happening in football. I did, I told you I talked to Bottom today. He had no idea. So we're going to, we're going to address. I think we scheduled this pod so we could talk about who the Seahawks have decided to have as our next head coach. Uh, turns out we don't know yet. So um, we can only infer by the decisions that have been made on who it's going to be. Don't tell me who you think it's going to be just yet. We did this once. Zach said immediately Marshawn Lynch. Was that a good idea? No. Did I even think that was the possibility of it being his real idea? No. But, but we, I it, want that. I think we would all welcome that. I don't know if we would Lord. all welcome. You know, just because you're a fun, cool guy doesn't mean you're going to be a great head coach. Here I am. Here I am saying this. It's the logical thing to say. And watch him be a great head coach somewhere and me look like an ass. I get it. It's going to be, it would be a fun idea. Do I think it's the best idea right now in this place where we need a 100% yes, this is going to work guy? But, no. That's it's not going to be Marshawn. It's not going to be Marshawn Lynch. Thank God. Yeah. But God, I don't like to be put in the position where I am the anti Marshawn Lynch head coach guy. God damn it. Zach, don't say that on the record either. You're yeah, it's already there. <laughs> All right. history. Let's look at uh, the coaching, the coaches who have been picked already. Um, most recently, the Falcons have taken the Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. You know why that sucks? Because one, it sucks because he's going to bring he- all these other assistants with him. Two, that sucks. New rule in the NFL. If your assistant, if your head, if your like coordinator becomes a head coach, you did a compensatory pick. That's a thing Seriously? now. Wasn't a thing when we lost Dan Quinn is a thing now. So the Rams keep getting these fucking third rounders. And that pisses me off. That pisses me off. Um, so, the Ram- so the Rams get a third rounder. The Falcons get uh, Raheem Morris, uh, who apparently was fantastic on vibes. Um... He was a candidate for the Seahawks, but he was actually going to visit the Seahawks tomorrow, 
Yeah, not anymore. Don't think that's going to happen anymore. Uh, I'm fine with it. Fuck it. I don't care. I think it's pretty easy to make a great defense when you've got Aaron Darnold. You know who you don't have? Aaron Donald. And so, skip. Uh, it's true. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't even have built a team out of – I mean, the Rams' D – I don't know. I feel the same way about us losing Waldron to Chicago to go do his thing. It's like I, I wouldn't be too excited about it. And Atlanta is kind of in a position where they can try it out. They're not terrible. They have a serviceable team. I think their offense is – probably the bigger issue but their defense it's the least exciting the falcons taking a defensive head coach for me based on their last three top 10 draft picks is the least exciting thing that could have possibly happened so yeah i'm not thrilled about it i you know i think uh zach and i did the pod and i had who did i have i think i had ben johnson going there because that's well, yeah that's the most fun thing to happen and so it didn't and so i'm mad um, uh, speaking of offensive head coaches, uh, former Seahawks quarterback coach, Dave Canales, I'm not sure that's how you say his name, mm. has gone to the Panthers on a six year deal. Did you see all of the stuff about how everyone's like the Panthers is a bad job. And then one guy who used to TikTok was like, are you kidding me? It's the greatest job in the world. You get fired after one season and you get paid for five more after that. It is interesting in that respect. But, I mean, that's not a very sexy coach or well, really you, gig either way. You know what it is? And I, I had to dig because I had to make sense out of it. Not Like, why him? Um, so he made, he made uh, Baker Mayfield work for the Bucks, And I... Yeah. I looked at it and it's like the the team who Baker was with recently was the Rams and everyone said the Rams woke him up. But before that, Baker was on the Panthers. Yeah. And didn't work. And the owner was like, "Why can't you make Baker work?" And they're like, "I don't know, he sucks." And then he goes and he does something great. And you know the owner was like, "Son of a bitch, I knew it. Baker was my guy." So now he's bringing in Canals. He's like, "All right, Fix this small guy. Make him good. You know, it's like, yeah. do it again, is what he's saying. <laughs> do it yeah, again, I but with like no Mike Evans and no Chris Godwin and really no wide receivers to speak of and a so-so running game and no offensive line. Do it again. Do it again. You got this. Come on. Well, Bryce Young is not. Do it with Bryce I, Young. I, do, I, do, do the thing guys. you do. I, do that thing you do. Come on. Go. Get out there. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I don't know that much about Canales or Canales. Bottom, uh, no. Bottom, no, I say it. <laughs> we'll have him on next week. Bottom's on next week to let us know how to say Dave Canales. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, a lot of these, aside from Harbaugh, it's and I don't want to get ahead of anything. I feel like there's nothing that I'm really excited about any of these teams. It's like, ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, those, those signings suck. So, uh, after that, let's go to the fun one. Chargers Harbaugh. Yeah. That's fun. A little surprised, but were you surprised? Um, 
Well, no, not really. I mean, when Zach and I did the whole breakdown, we had Harbaugh going the Commanders because we thought that was the most desirable job. But really, Chargers is kind of up there. It was Chargers, Cowboys, which wasn't really a thing, and Commanders. And I just thought he would want the Commanders job more than the Chargers job. But really, it makes sense. Why go to the team with a second-round pick who could maybe have a great quarterback and just go to the Chargers? Go to the team with a great quarterback. I guess out of all this, what I didn't see is the undervalue of Mike Vrabel. Nobody wants Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's good. The Titans I, didn't want Mike Vrabel. It took Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator. Yeah, from I was going to say, Vrabel. You don't want Mike Vrabel? Isn't he good? Do you think Vrabel would be... Do you think he's someone who would find his way up to Seattle? Well, I feel like we're getting there. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to hit some tiny little tidbits that I feel like is more important. You have to discuss these before you have to figure out who's going to be the Seahawks head coach. It's an internal, it's a deep dive into the soul. First and foremost, I have three questions for you, Andrew Lyle, and then we'll know who you want. Number one, do you trust John Schneider? That's tough. Stuff. And I feel like back when we used to pot about like, oh, should we keep Russ? Do we keep Pete? And the whole thing, it was, you know, he kind of skated by. I like, he has that energy. I feel like he and Pete were a, kind of a nice yin yang. Right. I don't know if it's going to work with everybody. But they also shared. And, and we don't know who was making what decision, which is the craziest thing. We actually don't know John Schneider. Was he the DK Metcalf pick or was he the D. Eskridge pick? Who is he? And that's a good point. Uh, I, I, I trust him because I have to, but I'm not happy with a lot of, or I, and I shouldn't say, as a fan, I'm not pleased with everything that's happened. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone is all the way, but I mean, there's, I, I think I trust him. To answer your question, yes. All right. I don't think he's a bad GM. I think... In John Schneider... We trust. So that is the exciting part. If you can have that, this is the base. This is the foundation of where we're going. This is an exciting time. Because if we trust John Schneider to be the guy that we think he can be, we're very excited for him to make the right decision. And we're going to talk about who we think he's going to, who we think that decision is going to be. But really, we're just trying to guess what John's going to do. And obviously, John Schneider didn't think Raheem Morris, Dave Kainalez, Jim Harbaugh, or Brian Callahan were any of those guys' the right decision. And honestly, I am shocked that we still have this many choices. Bill Belichick yeah. is still on the table. Now, do I think I, we're going to do that? No. 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 And actually, I think because of John Schneider, uh, I was reading this thing about... His his personality and Belichick's personalities, I don't think it's going to fit. No. Amongst many things, no. Uh, and uh, if I'm being completely honest, so excited, I don't think Vrabel... So excited to clip Vrabel this, where we spend two either. minutes talking about how it will never be Bill Belichick. <laughs> Just not even afraid of the jinx. Just no possible <laughs> way. Let's just lean into it. We only kind of little did absolutely no chance in hell
that the Never next head happen. coach of the Seattle Seahawks is Bill Belichick. Nope. I would be, you know, paint me silly if that happens. It's so uh, silly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know where, where, what the other two questions are going to be, but if we're talking about the Seahawks, and this is the thing, I think, I think New England actually did a great thing with getting Mayo. I love Pierce for the Raiders. Yeah. Like it, right off the bat, I think that is kind of the direction I would I would like to see the Seahawks go. So I think while Marshawn Lynch is not going to happen either, <laughs> like a, a similar situation, someone who is a real players coach, uh, someone who a younger version of maybe Pete Carroll, but someone who probably knows the organization really well. I don't know who that is necessarily, but I'll tell you what, it's not these fucking jabronis they're bringing by <laughs> or all the jabronis who went this past week. They have a huge no jabronis policy. Um, I, I think Snyder's going to want a big name and he's going to want someone who fits with the lore and the myth that he has of what, he thinks the role is well, you know, it's funny. I don't think many teams usually hire other teams exiting head coaches. So that takes away Vrabel, but you did describe Vrabel a lot. Ex player. Gays are players guy. Da, 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 rah, rah, let's play defense. Let's go do it. Seahawks culture. Yeah. 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 Like it's very rare that one team's like F this head coach and another team's like, thank you very much. That's our new head coach. And we're seeing that. Belichick's not going immediately to another team. Vrabel's not going immediately to another You just have to sit out a year. And that is yeah. tradition. So scratch them off the list. Um, so is that what you think? You think it's going to be a year? Because this, you honestly don't think next year. Oh, I think Belichick and Vrabel will get jobs next year. I just don't think it's going to be this year. No. Wow. So 2024, they're sitting out. They're watching. A lot of people home. are making podcasting jokes about what their podcast is going to be, which it can't compete with this podcast. Not but at yeah, all. it makes sense. Um, all right. The next question, which is actually a two-part question. Um, what side of the Seahawks do you think requires the coaching emphasis to give us the best success next year? Offense, or defense. Or I guess you could say culture change, like Belichick, Vrabel guy. But we've already ruled that out. <laughs> They're gone. So is it offense or defense? What is – what I mean, side of coach is your preference? There's going to be a, a change. I, I'm. It's going to be really interesting to see who the Seahawks are. Uh, I I mean, I think you got to focus on the defense. I think with – Gino is it what he just finished the first of his three that he extended last year. Yeah. There's just too much money on the table. It, you're taking too much of a hit to make a huge change there. You got young enough guys uh, surrounding him. The, the offense proved that they can be something and you have guys who are sort of in it enough um, so that that's going to work in your way. The, the defense Again, you have great guys, but you also have either really old guys who like Bobby Wagner. I'd love to love to see him, you know, play until he's dead, but until like I feel dead. like we're on borrowed time with Bobby. 
Uh, I didn't want to see him die on the field. It was a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. But well, I mean, yeah. there's other guys. We have good. Uh, we have a solid defensive base, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Well, yeah, on the, um, on the defense, you've got, well, I mean, the, the really unique thing about the Seahawks, which is I do think we're a very desirable job, and maybe that's why we're waiting this long. We have the confidence that we are this desirable, that we are confident we can get the guy we want. And honestly, yeah. if we are trusting John Schneider, then maybe it's working because Ben Johnson and uh, Mike McDonald are, were, um, from what I understand, the two most coveted coordinators. And now there's only two teams. And honestly, yeah. we could go both ways. Ben Johnson might be in it to have a, to make the decision on an older player like Lockett. Do I need him or do I not need him? Or to utilize one of the rising stars in the NFL on the offense with JSN. And like yeah. maybe that's enough. You know, franchise tackles. You've got DK Metcalf, the most upside wide receiver in the NFL, and you've got JSN, who's the, the upstart rookie. Like this, that's everything you need. Don't even talk about the running game, Geno. Blah, blah 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 blah. That's enough. Uh, Maybe that's enough for Ben Johnson. Flip side. That should be enough for a lot of people. Exactly. Like so I, that's why Schneider's no in no rush. I'm in no rush. Or defensively, it may. It's been. You could be the person to rescue the one of the more prolific defenses of all time. Mike McDonald could go from the Ravens defense, which was one of the most prolific defenses ever to win a Super Bowl, until the Legion of Boom. And now he comes to Seattle and brings that back to life with maybe keeping Leonard Williams, bringing back Bobby Wagner and Witherspoon. Yeah, I was going to say Leonard and Witherspoon. Uh, I think those are the two guys I'm most excited about on the defense, sticking around. Yeah. Everybody else. I mean, Diggs, sure. Nosu was incredible. If he could be healthy, great. Boyamafe, up and coming. Tweak Wallen is the fastest person on earth. And so, like, if you can make it work, like, all the pieces are there. It just takes a person to make it work. I hear you. The offense works on its own. So, like, maybe defense is the way to go. And, like, we've already established with question number one, in Schneider we trust, he will make the right decision. I will say I have floated the idea, and it's still in play. Do you ever see Space Cowboys? The movie where all the old people get together and they go and fly out in the space and uh, fix something like a satellite that has old Russian nukes on it. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that. Like, what if we just brought Belichick, Saban, and Pete and just let them be all old and fix the whole team and sit and pre- be the best press conferences of all time? I, it would be the best, greatest press conferences of all time. And I don't know. So would that get Saban the offense? I don't know how it would break down, but I got. What's the problem? Pete was the Pete is the opposite of Belichick, and I but mean they did work together for a minute, and maybe briefly. in in seniority. Really, Pete had literally. I mean, Pete's coaching career was almost over because of his stint in Foxborough. 
Hear me it out. Was I want a I want a tontine of those three older gentlemen, and they all coach until there's only one left, and that person gets the gold, the 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 treasure that we bring underneath the the, the field. <laughs> I think it's the best the best option. But Belichick coming to Seattle, you know, I we said it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen. No. But it does make sense because he's not going to want to rebuild anybody. He's going to want something that's halfway there, and he's going to want to do it probably in a market like Seattle. He he wouldn't have fit in L.A. He's not an L.A. guy. He is a, a mid-to-mid-upper tier. Honestly, there are a lot of things about it that just We haven't sense. even interviewed him, but I love that even the most. Here's the – do you know what the one thing is? And it, it's not – it's that thing – you know, you can't push, you've tried to push an entire idea out of your mind, but there's one hook remaining. He's, yeah. I get it. Belichick is washed. He's a bad GM. His offense hasn't worked in a while. He does get the most out of a defense, but, you know, nowadays a lot of people do. But do you remember when he brought in a dude in motion on a special teams play to block a field goal this season it's never been done before the guy was in motion like running on the field like he was the missing 11th player and then just took a hard left and ran in and just blocked the field goal in perfect timing no one (laughs) has ever done that before belichick special teams Saban offense, Pete Carroll defense. Is this not the best idea? I think it's the best idea. God. Is there an older coach we could bring in? Who's who's the guy who drools on college football? We could just bring in one older coach to lead all of them. Are you talking about Lee Corso? Lee Corso could be a head coach. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe I said he drools. I really like Lee Corso. Mean. Corso's a solid guy. I'm a mean old. I'm a mean to the elderly. Okay, so past the elder abuse. All right, that's my idea. Now it's for you. Uh, hmm. What that, is I your mean, pick for with the remaining souls outside of my space cowboys theory to become the Seahawks' next coach? I mean, again, perfect worlds. If I had to say. Like he, it would be actually, I think it would be Vrabel because I think he would come in with something to prove. Uh, it is interesting, everything that went down in Tennessee. And I don't know exactly if I don't know what's going to what's going to happen with him. But I think that would kind of be a cool situation. Uh, I want a big name guy just as a fan. So that would yeah. be fun. He it's would exciting. be great or Belichick. Tennessee uh, fans might be screaming at you for all of them that listen to this, but yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, who who is left? Well, like, there's the Super the Bowl Giants offensive coordinator is left, or like no, the Panthers. Kafka. It's 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 a two horse race to me. Outside of my Space Cowboys and, and theory, Ephraim? which the Space Cowboys theory is the best theory, uh, I think it's a two horse race. I like Evero. I just think if Evero is the guy. We would have locked him in by now. So, sorry. I don't Probably know if it's true, ever no, the The landing spots are dwindling literally by the hour. Right. So, there's so, two I mean, more he, spots. And there's to me, there's two more head coaches out there. 
and one of them isn't Vrabel, and one of them isn't Belichick. It's Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions, and it's Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Ravens. And honestly, the Ravens shut down the Niners in the Super Bowl. The interview process is completed. That is it. The Seahawks are going to hand over a giant treasure chest of money, the same treasure chest we have hid in the Tontine for the elderly gentleman <laughs> in the Space Cowboys theory. It just goes directly to Mike McDonald to guide this team to, to resurrect this defense. And you know what? It seems pretty easy nowadays. Just pick some intern who plays Madden, have him build an offense. They're your offensive coordinator. But I, I think you're exactly right, and that's kind of – I, not that I, I, again, it's not my pick. Which part? Was it, it the taunting or the Madden offense? <laughs> no, well, the Madden offense. But I, I think the D coordinator from Baltimore, uh, McDonald. I, I think Schneider said as much in the latest press conference that he wanted to wait till after this week. And I yeah. think if that made me think that whoever he is considering is a part of one of the remaining four organizations. Of course, one of those being the Baltimore Ravens. But I mean, if they win this weekend, I don't think I don't think there would be any. There's not going to be any decisions made until after the Super Bowl, as you mentioned, and then it's going to be kind of a. a it could be a whole different scenario. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, that's how it's all shook out. Uh, it's far out. So very far out. Have you looked at the draft at all? Have you thought even about it? No, I think I glazed over a uh, uh, way too early mock. Uh, but no, nothing. Just to pay attention to a couple of guys like Caleb Williams, the Washington Dummies. Yeah. I honestly think, bro, it, who do you think the Seahawks should take? At 16? Uh, At 16. Quarterback. Who do you think is going to be left? Quarterback is, to me, because of the rumor mill, quarterback is going to be in play until we get to the draft. We're just going to have to talk about it, even though in my gut I feel like that's Penix, not going to be the Because play. that's the guy who's at 16. Who? Penix. Now. You think he's gone? No. No, I think, think he's, a he's... Second, he's a second rounder. Okay. Um. Nothing would make me happier than him not going. Right now, people are talking Jaden Daniels top five. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've thought – I went back and forth. That. I remember being afraid of him in Arizona State. I remember being like, oh, no, Jaden Daniels. Like, like similar to like – not similar, like identical, but like close to how when we would play like RG3 back in like 2008, like, oh, no, RG3. Like, I don't know anybody else on this team. But I know that he is a dangerous guy. Uh, I don't think Jaden Daniels is anywhere near that. And also, the NFL is so much more used to that. But, like, Jaden Daniels is a dangerous guy. I just think he's also yeah. kind of a knucklehead. Like, I think he doesn't have great decision-making. But I also didn't watch any LSU this year. I didn't watch shit. I just see Jaden Daniels and three NFL-quality wide receivers. Yeah, I uh, a dude say I think is is arguably the best player in the draft. Like I, I've, I'm not mad at that. I think, I think a Dunze is Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, but he is just a 
but he's got the size. He's he's quick. He's got great hands. I I mean that guy. He's gonna have a really good future in the NFL. I think the funny thing about a lot of the UW prospects is that they are ready to go right now. Um, Romo Dunze is ready to go right now. So is obviously Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison, I think, is the number one wide receiver. But you know, like they have like the, the LSU kid, like uh, Lee, uh, neighbors or whatever. Uh, he's like tw- he just turned twenty, and he's very fast, and he's got decent hands. But he's like he doesn't, raw. he does, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't hand fight. That's the thing. It's like Tennessee at LSU. They, it's, it's they spread it out, they schedule it so like the wide receivers don't even have to make contact with the corner. They just go. They don't deal with press coverage. They just go unrestricted and do their thing. And that's like, that doesn't translate directly. Not to say he can't do it. I'm just saying he can't do it right now. Roman Dunze can do it right now. He can do yeah. all those things. And he's big and he's fast. And he's not going to put up the combine numbers that neighbors and like 10 other dudes put up. He's going to be fast for his size. But he's not going to put up those numbers but he can do it all right now. And so we're going to go in this ebb and flow where I think the Rome stock is going to dip and it's come right back up to draft time because the, 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 guy, the NFL guys have already made their call. They already know. He's good. That's, yeah. And the same, it's funny because that's the same thing as uh, Penix. Penix, you know he's good. You know he's good. In fact, Plug him in right away. He's good. but And he'll play in bad weather with his big, big, floppy, huge hands. But It's going to so be hurt, though. It, I, I, don't, I see Penix playing a solid three seasons and then kind of struggling with, with injuries. Right. Well, that's he the fear. He will play right away. Will he play in the long term? That's what he is. He is a perfect fit for a team that is strapped on the cap and can't afford a quarterback and brings in Michael Penix. Like that's 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 your that's your best case scenario. But he needs wide receivers, he needs an offensive line, he needs all those things. And the way any quarterback needs those things, but like he needs those things to do what he does to function, otherwise he's gonna break down. Whereas other quarterbacks like Jaden Daniels, maybe they go to a bad team and maybe they have two or three years of scrambling around and getting it done before they actually start to blossom. And yeah, I don't know. It's you can't project those things. I just uh, a lot of people are talking about a lot of people for the Seahawks. A lot of people are saying like guard. We aren't gonna take a guard with the 16th overall pick. I'm glad I just said that out loud because I'll probably fail. I before I had notes on JJ McCarthy. I thought JJ McCarthy, the quarterback for uh, Michigan, was the most Pete Carroll fucking pick of all time because he's like a Zen master and he meditates on the sidelines. He's all fucking he's, granola and zen and just, I'll say, oh my God, Pete's going to spend, he's going to trade up. He's not even going to take him at 16. He's going to trade up and take this guy because this is what Pete wants. Like, I th- I was so afraid of all of that. We can't take him. Yeah. Randy, we don't have a second round pick. So all these guys who are fringe first rounders, we don't have a chance on. They're gone if we don't take him at 16. So... You know what I, mean, I think? Guard is interesting. You know, maybe maybe that's the play. We get a line like San Francisco so we can compete with them. And just, we already run 
pretty hard over a lot of people. I don't know if guards are a premium position at 16. I think if I like Quentin Johnson, Zach Martin, maybe Creed Humphrey. Like there's been like three interior offensive linemen in the past 10 years worth it in the first round. Creed Humphrey went the second. Uh, yeah, I just Google. take a look. Well, the best, the best, best guards taken in first say round. interior lineman. That might even make him more more because they say a little I big OL. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of guys worth it that are still in the league. Zach Martin, I think, is the oldest. Um, personally, my I, I Pete spent everything on our secondary and we still saw a lot of trey brown and we still saw a lot of michael jackson and we still saw a lot of kobe bryant and while those are cool names they're not that great i'm almost just like why quit now let's just make the perfect secondary let's just get that remaining player and just just you know it's like the last What's the thing that the glove in the Marvel universe, like the last gemstone in the glove? <laughs> I, I, I've never seen any of those movies, but yeah. You know what the, I'm talking about? You've seen yeah, the fucking I know exactly social what media. About. Yeah, the last uh, megastone or whatever. Uh, and get Cooper DeGene. He's, <laughs> he's not only is he good, and I, I don't, is that somebody's gonna yell, I know, he's the only white corner ever projected to be drafted in the first round. I think ever, maybe since like, I don't know, 1985, but he plays all of the positions. He plays free safety, strong safety corner. I think he's going to test well enough. And he's arguably one of the best corners in this draft, if not the best corner in the draft. And he could tackle and like he can, and he, and he picks the ball. He's basically a cheaper Devin Witherspoon. I'm not going to say because he's white, because he's less athletic, but he is that same, like, <laughs> guy. I'm just like, why stop now? You know what? Like, we're so pissed that Tariq Woolen can't tackle. Fucking just get another tackling corner and just have the best secondary in the history of time and let the next guy figure it out. I don't know. Cooper DeGene is my pick right now. It doesn't make any sense, but that's my gut. My gut, Cooper DeGene, first white corner taken – in the first round since the 80s, probably. 70s? That, yeah, I'm looking at this guy right now. 6'1", I get it. Uh... There's going to be no greater conversation during the com- – because, mind you, the combine is kind of over by the time corners run. It's day three. Like, wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, offensive linemen. Like, everyone's done. The last people to go are like corners, safeties, and kickers. The biggest media thing is like, don't forget to come back for day three where Cooper DeJane's going to run the 40. Like, that's going to be it. Like, that's going to be the biggest thing. And uh, I don't know, man, if a guy can survive that, uh, he's he's mine. And honestly, I feel comfortable projecting the Seahawks. I don't even think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be reachable. I think he's going to be gone probably before we even have a chance. Dejean? Dejean, Cooper. Cooper Dejean. Well, you know, we could get Kool-Aid because Kool-Aid he's a McKinstry? corner who might be a little a bit name. further down the list. 
There's always gonna be a cooler uh, name. Nowadays, I'm guys, guys are just getting named to get drafted. There was a guy named Poop at one point. Like I just, I don't. I like Kool Aid McKinstry. He's good, but I, we don't need another normal. Like I'm fast. I just have to learn my technique corner. Like we need another Devin Witherspoon. Just one on each side, and I don't know. Cooper DeGene might be it. Also, maybe I'm just a sucker for media. Zach's pissed right now. He's so mad. All right, so. Running out of stuff. This is going too long. Okay, well, this is what are we? We're January. We've had time to cool down, but the Super Bowl hasn't happened yet. The draft hasn't happened yet. We haven't started the fantasy football thing. This is a nice time, Lyle. Who knows if we're going to have another pod before next season? We probably will. Uh, Right now. We'll have many. Plenty. We'll have several. Well, then you can change your mind later. Who's your number one overall fantasy pick? If you had to pick my today. number one overall fantasy pick, right? You've had enough time to cool down, but you also seen this done. You know, you're also kind of like, oh, look at these guys in the playoffs. You know, like it's like that. You kind of can't even remember what happened week 15, week 14. Like the poison has uh, already started to seep in. You know, I can tell you when you showed that uh, the standings of everybody at the beginning. And seeing all the records and everything, I started out two and zero. I was scoring two hundred points in week two, and that was the week Nick Chubb went down. And the following week or two weeks later, John, Justin Jefferson got injured, and then two weeks later, Anthony or Anthony Richardson went down in week three. You know, with all this quarterback stuff, I think I'm going to go with the I, I'm going to go with the quarterback. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, before you say what quarterback it is, let's revisit the expert. Analysis of Draft Day Recap 2023 for Andrew Lyle. Nasty probably felt great snagging Justin Jefferson, Chubb, and DK in the top three rounds. After that, wheels began to fall off, and now his season hinges on the quarterback duo of Kenny Pickett and Anthony Richardson. So at least it won't be boring. Ironically, Pickett also got inju- in- injured, and Richardson did, like, two games. For uh, a bit, though, I wrote you look like a genius with that Anthony Richardson pick. I was shoving those words right back in my mouth for, like, two weeks. <laughs> oh, and y'all were making fun of me for the Jordan Love pick, which ended up being the, probably the best That's deal. That's not even listed in there. Jordan Love, Anthony Richardson could have been the championship duo. A worthy of a Andrew Bottom type of Andrew Luck RG3 season. 100%. I mean, Zaire Franklin was lights out at linebacker. The Cowboys defense, unstoppable. Yep. I feel like I had a good team that just, man, I'll tell you what I won't do is draft Najee Harris next year. That guy (laughs) destroyed my life. So wait, if you had to look at next season, is Justin Jefferson your number one overall pick? He's a... He could be. He could be, but I think I'm going to go quarterback. Wow. I, I need an established person. I need a Lamar Jackson. Lamar need, Jackson, number it, one overall pick. Oh, no, that's not it. Wrong sound. Oh, whatever. There it is. Wow. So, I didn't mean oh. for the horn. I didn't mean I didn't for the horn. I didn't know running Zach's running the pod tonight. Yeah, wow. it's, you know, it's getting rusty. Um. That's not bad. I actually love the idea of you getting Lamar Jackson on one overall wall and then it coming all the way down to the bottom of the second and taking Anthony Richardson. Oh, Jordan Love. Oh. Uh, or Anthony Richardson. All right. Well, you know, 
See how the fact Jordan Love might not be available. Who knows? You know, that's the thing. For some reason, I, I don't. I got to look back the the drafting, but like Zach got like the quarterback thing going, and it got into like a feeding frenzy of everyone fucking fighting for early quarterbacks, and then fucking bottom somehow got the best regular season value. Did it bite him in the ass at the end of the season? Yes, but like it's still it, it's bottom drafted four linebackers before he took a quarterback. I know, and that still has been the the best draft move ever. I gave him an F minus. I wrote, <laughs> I hope the baguettes were worth it. Bottom, this is the worst draft I've ever seen. <laughs> Four top five linebackers. <laughs> I I called him a les bitch. <laughs> yeah. And he proved us all wrong. Oh God. Um, something else though. So, uh, <laughs> I need to go through the, the finicky finances, um, and pay off all these stupid dues to pay for the podcast hosting. And as I paid Chris, I forgot to pay Chris last year, pay Zach. I'm not a great accountant, but I was looking into it and I'm pretty sure one, I think bottom actually just upped the payment for finicky by paying me $50 without asking. And then I told everyone else it was $50 and I don't know what it was before. I think that was me. I think I just Venmo'd you. Did you did that? Did you do and that? I wrote finicky in the line. Yeah. I, and I th- was it 55 or 50? I think I charged so everyone else 50. Just... I couldn't remember what you sent me. So thanks for the extra five bucks. Well, I'll buy you beer next time. So all of that, uh, I was thinking what a really interesting tradition would be is if, the current champion has to buy the next champion a gift with the money. Like, that's an extravagant gift. Because remember we did the one year where we put it all into a jersey? Snake, it, he bought it, he got, it had to be a rookie jersey. And he got a DK Metcalf jersey. And he wears it all the time. Doesn't stop wearing it. Uh, I just feel like that would be really something. If we all just were wearing our... If something... I'd get really mad if Zach just had fucking six really fucking cool things on top of him. But, like, I'd be really happy if ten of us had really nice things to wear. So that's all I'm saying. I, we'll vote on it next I'm season. I'm into it. I just got to win the thing. I, I, I think my issue the isn't the, the paying for the thing or the getting the thing. It's actually coming into possession of the thing. But I like the idea of it being like, I'm going to have to guess what this person would want. Like if I had, if I was like, if I had won last year and you had won, thinking for Lyle, it would be a Seahawks colored smoking jacket, like a really nice one. You know, okay. like nice lapels of like velvet, maybe a little, little custom swirly nasty. Right there, Ooh. just nasty. Embroidered? Embroidered nasty right there. That'd be nice. And then if there was any money left over. Nasty. That's 2024 is feeling fancy. Any money left over, I'd just bet Seahawks Super Bowl and I'd shove it in a pocket and mail it to you. And that would be <laughs> that would be it. And you'd just be sitting there with your smoking jacket and your betting ticket. Like a goddamn Ooh, oil bear. Oh, finicky, finicky. Finicky, finicky. Um, 
right, we don't have to be done talking. We do need to be done potting because no one's gonna listen to this this long. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. What am I gonna give you? I'm gonna give you your minute. Oh, I have options for you. You've got. I wrote these when I was drunk. Coogs basketball. Hundred percent. That's what I was going with. Oh, okay, so I won't tell you. But give me the other options, just in the case. other one was. Is LMFAO the greatest band of all time? Oh, uh, I'm curious how that came up. If Zach bets his money this week, what should he bet his money on? Let's, we'll do. We'll do as Zach bets. I'm, Zach's just sitting on this money. What what two bets should he make? Or th- you know, like, what should his parlay be? Like, honestly, I feel like he should just give it to Hope and just be like, it's Lions, Ravens, or Lion. Like, I mean, that seems like Lions, Ravens seems like the most fun thing. Like, just put it out there. Like, let's just have a fresh new Super Bowl. Bet that, and then bet like, uh, I don't know, Gus Edwards over forty yards or whatever the hell it is. But oh, like, I was gonna say, you- Jared Goff, Super Bowl MVP. Ooh. And- Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl. That I feel like that would put be it fun. all in Lions. Lions-based bets. I love yeah, that. Yeah, we're going. We're all we're Lions, man. Nope, that's not it. Okay, all right. That was meant to be a thunder roll or whatever. I'm just not good. It's clicking. It's okay. Zach, you've got your information. Um, all right, we're doing Cougs basketball bet. Lyle, you have the floor in three, two, sh- now go. All right. As you all know, the Cougs are 14 and 6. We just beat Utah, who was supposedly one of the three Pac-12 teams going to the tournament. Uh, You know what? We're riding a high. Had we beaten Cal last week, I'm pretty sure we'd be top 25. But what are you going to do? You've got to be rooting for these Cougs because I feel like this year is it's our last chance in the Pac-12. Miles Rice is one of the best stories. He's just a good guy one of the most fun people to just root for. Uh, outside of that, Isaac Jones is a is a beast. Um, really young dudes, and uh, I think it's just going to be really fun to watch. But either way, the Cougs, they're going to beat Colorado this weekend, and then next week they go to UW. They struggle on the road, but they got to beat UW next week. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament. They're going to be an eight seed, and they're going to make it to the Sweet 16. You heard it here. Wow! Yeah, it's like Isaac Jones of Wenatchee Valley College lore. The greatest, wow, probably, really? maybe. He came out of Wenatchee Valley College. That's why he's so old. The, how old? He is old. He is old. Too old. All right. Uh, bottom next week on the pod. He's going to talk Blazers. I'm so sorry. Lyle, thank you for joining <laughs> the Finicky Football Podcast. I'm not going to be late. Good finicky and good night. God damn it, I did it. Yes. God, I missed so many of those. Shit.